0: This is Mission Qualphone, a monthly podcast that takes you inside the workings of our company, but not just the ins and outs of business. We look at the ideas and insights that make Qualphone truly unique. As a company, we are committed to being the best and making each person's life better. Join us as we get to know and learn from people from across the organization. What's their story? What have they learned? And how do they live out Qualphone's mission? Welcome to Mission Qualphone.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Season 2 of the Mission Qualphone Podcast. Hello, Jeremy.
0: Hi, Marisol. Does it seem weird to say Season 2? No.
1: You know what is weird is I I might get too sci-fi geeky here, (laughs) but what I love about podcasting is the idea of multiple timelines. Like, we're recording this in February, <laughs> but we'll publish it in March and it may be listened to, you know, in June.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great point. And in fact, remember our episode with Abel, we recorded mm-hmm. that at the beginning of the year and it didn't even run until December. So that's a good Yeah,
1: point. yeah. So I love the multiple timelines, you know, quantum physics. It's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also like that we're not on video, which yes. uh, I know a lot of podcasts, share do video and it's very popular video content short video yeah, content.
0: not us not for us yeah
1: no i would not do this
0: <laughs> no, no and you know what since the we were talking about this last week since covid and since mm-hmm. working from home my dress standards have really slid <laughs>
1: <Jeez>. <laughs> i was actually talking remember we interviewed kim carr mm-hmm. season one i think it was episode three her and I were just recently talking about, we were both members of Toastmasters. Uh-huh. Uh, if you don't know what Toastmasters is, it's an organization that you can sign up and practice public speaking. Mm-hmm. But since COVID, neither one of us have been doing it. And uh, we both just kind of connected on the fact that we're like, we need to go back. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> we, need to, we need that push to practice being on, we, now it would be over Zoom, but right. being on camera and presenting and so on. I, I personally love being what you just could see my name spelled out.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you know what? Having audio, doing it only on audio is a certain, um, I don't know if, if it's video, it's like I listen to podcasts in my car, right? So that's mm-hmm. the natural place for me to listen. And if all of a sudden it becomes video, it's kind of a different thing. I mean, even though the audio might be the same, the fact that there's video might m- make me less likely to listen to it, if that makes sense.
1: No, no, I, I just, I love the audio format. I, yeah. Podcasting is is my favorite medium to do and as well as to consume. I love to listen to podcasts when I, when I walk. It's what I, it's my time to listen to what other people are doing and to the content that I love to listen yeah. to. I just listen to one that was fascinating about, have you ever listened to Reply All?
0: I've heard of it, but I've never listened to it.
1: It's a long format type of podcast. They do like investigative stories, mm-hmm. not the kind of stuff that you and I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to a great episode. They were piecing together some uh, a great story about online food magazine. Oh, great. You can literally find a podcast about anything oh, and we, we're proof of that. <laughs> totally.
0: Yeah. And, and since we've started doing this, I've really become a podcast nerd. I mean, I I have tons that I listen to.
1: You know, we have our guest this week who is, you know, the head of our, our talent acquisition, a recruiter. And if you had ever told me like five years ago that I would be doing a podcast with a recruiter from the BPO space on a corporate podcast, I would have just... <laughs> I would have, I could not have imagined that. Yeah. I couldn't have imagined that. Cause it's not, a, it's neither an industry nor a topic that you think anyone would want to listen to. And somehow, you know, we've been able to create something that people want to come on and people
0: want to listen to. For sure. So, so just so our listeners have some context, Marisol, tell us a bit about recruiting in the BPO space. <sighs> <laughs> it's a big job you'll hear it in the interview well you know I just asked you the question but before you answer that uh, I, I just want to say you know BPO the business process outsourcing is a big part of what we do at Qualfon, but that's not the only thing we do right we do fulfillment we do marketing services we do printing there are a, a number of of things that that we work in but the largest part of what we do is still BPO. And so I just thought it might be helpful to have a quick discussion about recruiting and what that means in the, in the BPO space.
1: Yes, because it's, you know, I'm a joke and you hear me joke about it in the podcast in the interview, but it's a big job. recruiting It's not just recruiting for one position. It's not recruiting for one industry. It is really high volume multiple levels multiple languages multiple needs of multiple clients mm-hmm. it's a lot of different perspectives that you have to be ready for we do a fabulous job in our recruiting in our talent acquisition and when you have a mission statement like be the best that's a tall order
0: absolutely and and with that let's bring Brandon Ammons in Brandon is our VP of talent acquisition
2: Thank you so much for having me. I love Marisol and Jeremy. I have, uh, you know, had the pleasure of working with each one of you on on different projects. I'm happy to be here today.
1: I, I was going to say that uh, you two have something in common that you might not know, <laughs> which is, have you ever, do you ever like just meet people and instantly connect where you're like, you just, I you, do. Enjoy, you know, you enjoy each other's company. You can get down to the brass tacks very quickly. <laughs> it, it's both of you. And Brandon, in, the first time I met you, I think you and I had an instant.
2: On. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Am I overstating that?
0: <laughs>
2: Not at all. Not at
0: all.
1: And Jeremy, I felt the same way when I met you.
0: Well, great. Thank you. It's And we were talking before we started here how We miss doing these podcasts. We took this little break. So, yeah, this is great for for two reasons, right? We get Brandon as a guest, but also just to be making a podcast again. It's awesome.
1: I know. I had nerves. And I haven't had nerves doing a podcast. I probably had nerves the first one we did with Mike Morrow. But Mm -hmm. honestly, I mean, I just finished like a third season in another podcast I do I I do these all the time and (laughs) I don't get nervous and I got nervous. I miss doing, you know, thinking about stuff and how are we going to ask this question and what's the story we're trying to get out of the episode.
2: Yeah, me too. I feel honored to be here to kick off 2021. So I'm super Mm -hmm. excited.
1: Okay. Brandon, tell us a little bit about your, your background, how you got to Coffin.
2: Absolutely. So I started my career in the RPO space, which is the recruiting, processing, outsourcing space, supporting many clients. Um, The the RPO space is very similar to the BPO space where we service multiple different clients. It's generally really fast paced with generally extremely high volume. So that was my first real taste of creating a, a talent machine and and hiring top talent in, in rapid speeds and supporting multiple different clients. I then transitioned into more of an HR role in the healthcare space as the HR director for two hospitals here in the Amarillo, Texas area where I live. Exciting, exciting time in, in being in, in a little different pace. My primary focus in that role was, of course, human resources efforts, human relations, compliance, and of course recruiting for a variety of different positions from hospitality staff to really difficult positions like hiring a physical therapist, pharmacist, and those positions can be really challenging to, to find the right person. After about six years, I uh, was introduced to the BPO space.
1: Can I just interrupt? Because when you said BPO space, if we were the type of podcast that had the the ability to do like drops, I would do like dun, dun, dun. <laughs> 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 because recruiting in the BPO space is its own. Just uh, we'll, we'll get to that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead.
2: No, you're fine. So I was hired to consolidate a large recruiting machine And my primary focus was centralizing the talent acquisition function in North America. So we had about 35 different sites and it was there that I had my first opportunity to to build a Philippine team. And the team that we built in the Philippines really supported most of the uh, day-to-day activity centered around talent acquisition. Then I had the opportunity uh, presented itself to come to work at Qualphone. And in early 2017, joined the company. And today, you know, uh, my my job is probably one of the easiest jobs in the world because I get to sell Qualphone, right? And I get to tell everybody I meet about Qualphone and the amazing things that we do as an organization and telling people about our mission. And it's it's an exciting opportunity. And I love coming to work every day.
1: I love your positivity. I love it. I love it. But I'm also going to push back a little bit because it's also... I just want to give that department its BPO space due because it is a, um, it's a very, very big job, a huge job. It's huge.
2: Yep. If you think about all of the internal clients that we service as well as our external clients, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about all of our hiring managers that we partner with each and every day, to make sure all of the different functions within Qualphone run smoothly, um, have the staff that they need to support their business needs. You know, we're talking about probably 30 or 40 different directors and 20 vice presidents that we support, not only from operations, but from finance to facilities, to pricing, sales. So it is challenging and we have a lot of different hiring managers. And so trying to juggle All of that at once. You know, we have two different divisions in talent acquisition. We have our agent recruiting engine, and then we also have our non-agents, so our director and above hiring.
1: Well, I just I want to give you a compliment because I think you do it with you and your department with a lot of grace. It's it's a big job. It's a big job, and you're like I said, I think your department does it with a lot of grace.
2: And I appreciate you saying that. So it can be challenging at times, but very rewarding.
1: The challenge is we really, truly live our mission. And that's, a high, that's the highest bar to be the best. You know, when it comes into the space of recruiting, I always think it's amazing. I, I mean, I've told you the story, Brandon. Did I tell you the story, Jeremy, about last year's summit with a person on Brandon's team? We were having a conversation about how we could help in the recruiting efforts. Is, is that a fair way to describe that meeting? Yeah, Brandon. so... She that's- she burst into cheers, like, out of emotion, out of how much she wants to hire people and change people's lives for the better. Like, I've never experienced something like that.
2: Yeah, I do remember that. So that was actually one of our global directors over one of our largest regions. <clears throat> and we were really talking about how do we incorporate our em- employee value proposition into our hiring strategy that's mission-driven? And everyone was just going around the room. We teamed up in in partners and sharing, you know, what makes Qualphone the employer of choice and how do we improve the lives of each one of our employees. And as we were going around the room, she just got very emotional about it. Our jobs, we spend, you know, most of our times with with our coworkers and sharing this stuff can get emotional. We do touch the lives of, of so many people each and every day. I could share a hundred different stories, but this particular individual got worked up about all of the positive things that she was hearing in the session. And, you know, how do we embrace the mission and really drive that and incorporate it into our sourcing strategies to to be the best.
1: Yeah. And I thought it was just a beautiful example of living the mission in the space of BPO and volume and people I think the, one of the most beautiful things I probably saw, I experienced, was knowing that the recruiting department, the talent acquisition department, it's not numbers in, a, in an Excel sheet
2: at all. Yeah, we and, are the face of the company, and people's first impressions of us lay really in, in all of our hands, but specifically those of us that work in talent acquisition. They've yeah. never heard of Qualphone, a lot of them, right? And And we're getting on the phone with them generally in a virtual setting because of COVID. you know it's important for us to have to be able to see their emotion and for us to be able to express emotion as well when we're explaining the company and the position to make sure that it's a cultural fit for both parties. So
0: So Brandon, internally, we have a process or a, a set of processes that we refer to as in to in. It's a big in, number two, little in. Or is it little in number two big in? Whichever way it is, it's into in that we refer to in much of what you do in your world. So could you kind of explain to us what we mean when we call that into in?
2: Absolutely. So several years ago, whenever we centralized the talent acquisition globally here at Qualphone, you know, we took that as an opportunity to really you know, look at best practices not only internally but externally, and and develop a, sta- a set of standard processes that we can use around the world to make sure that we're hiring the right people at the right time. So, what does end-to-end mean? The large in is the top of our hiring funnel, and the small N is what is the true number of people that we need in production five days after training? So that's where the phrase in the end came from. So the top of the funnel, all the way down to the bottom of the funnel. And those processes incor- incorporate multiple different factors. I think there's something like 68 different standards. It's, it was created to ensure we're meeting 100% of our client KPIs and deliverables five days into production. Of course, to increase the quality of hire There's a whole list of really advanced recruiting analytics that go along with it. Can I say it's the
1: brainchild of Mike Morrow, our CEO, and created by our fabulous continuous improvement team? You know, I get a lot of flack (laughs) about giving, you know, Mike compliments on the podcast. But the reality is, like, end-to-end is one of those things that five years from now we're going to see as an industry standard i bet in some form or another because people you know it's just part of our industry leave and duplicate efforts but it's actually where we you and i met brandon on this process
2: Um, it was yeah mike was very passionate about us getting it right for the, for the last time, right? And, <laughs> uh, you know, coming up with something that's global, something that fits the needs of all of our clients, something that's universal. So if, if we're doing something in our Mexico City site, how can we make sure that that adapts to one of our clients in the Philippines? So increasing quality is, is certainly a key metric. Um, targeting the best. So how do we you know, spend our sourcing dollars and and ensure that we're hiring the right people to come to work at Qualphone. Technology is certainly a piece of it, the onboarding experience. So all of those play key factors in the end-to-end process. And to make sure to go along with what you just said, are we still utilizing those processes? So we have what we call quarterly business reviews. And that's where an internal, external department comes in and make sure that we're doing everything that we said that we were going to do throughout the entire end-to-end process. So we've done very well, and we have certainly some amazing analytics to to bump it up against You know exactly what we said we were going to do. And uh, yep, it, it's been amazing. Um, and that was the brainchild of Mike Morrow, right? It was. And
1: that's another differentiator of Qualphone. It's, it's wonderful to watch you know, and and be a part of.
0: So Brandon, I know you already kind of shared your bio at the beginning, but I heard there's kind of a fun little story about when you came on board at Qualphone. Do you know what I'm talking about? Can you share that with us?
2: I think I do. So I'm a true believer in everything happens for a reason. And while I was working at another BPO that I mentioned earlier in my bio, I was actually recruiting um, a senior vice president that that was currently working at Dialogue Direct um, mm-hmm. to come to work for us. And she flipped the tables on me and she ended up recruiting me away from my current employer to come to work at Dialogue Direct, who, uh, you know, after about nine months of working at Dialogue Direct, the Qualphone phone. Uh, is whenever the phone acquisition took place. So it, it's funny how we, in our day-to-day recruiting activities, that's how strong the relationships can be. And that's how those connections, Marisol, that you mentioned earlier, how if you just have a natural connection with somebody, it's a funny story, but it happened, right? The, <laughs> the tables flipped and she ended up recruiting me and I was trying to recruit her. So um, that, that's <laughs> not- how I ended up at Qualphone four years ago, by the way.
1: Yeah, I'm always in awe of recruiters. Like as things constantly are evolving and changing, and being in and out of the industry, popping back in and seeing how you guys have to shift, it's just uh, it's interesting.
2: Yeah, if there's one thing that's that's going to happen, it's change, and that's yeah. change in the BPO space, right? Oh, constant. So Marisol and
0: Brandon obviously know this because we work at QualPhone, but within the company we have what we call our our four agreements and we'll do a whole episode on the four agreements at some point, I'm sure. But one of those agreements we call move fast at Qualphone. And if there's any department that I think this would apply to, it would be what you do, Brandon. So I I wonder if you could talk to us a bit about this idea of, of moving fast and how important that is in your
2: world. As I mentioned earlier, we have so many internal and external clients and things change, right? And hiring needs change. Call volume can can shift from day to day. And our our ramps for our specific clients can change dramatically on a day-to-day basis. So we definitely shake and bake within the talent acquisition space and make changes whenever needed to hiring goals and hiring targets and dates. And we're, we're very accommodating to, to our internal clients for sure.
1: In the BPO space, we're constantly dealing with fires, not of our making, but, you know, of the meeting the needs of our clients. And we're doing our fastest and our best to accommodate their needs. I mean, things are constantly shifting. Just look at 2020 and the different volume shifts that that happened because of COVID.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we had the luxury of this is kind of a funny story as well. In one of our sites in Fort Collins or our site in Fort Collins, Um, There was a snowstorm a couple of years ago and it really halted recruiting for a couple of days and we had a pretty big client that we were trying to to hire for. And so we took that as an opportunity to kind of train everyone on, you know, if this is kind of our business continuity plan, if if there's a snowstorm or if something happens where we're not able to go into the center, how are we going to make sure that we continue, right? How how are we going to march forward? and we took that as an opportunity to train not only those in Fort Collins but those really around the world how do you conduct video interviews Um, and and really we put together kind of a whole business continuity plan not knowing that COVID was around the corner about a year later but whenever it did happen we simply got everyone up to speed but they had the core fundamentals of how we were going to run our talent acquisition operation in a virtual environment. And that was certainly something that happened that we look back on it and we're very thankful that it took place. And we're very thankful that we took quick action to make sure that we were supporting the clients and in our in our internal customers.
1: Well, Brandon, thank you for coming on the podcast. I know that to come on and discuss recruiting on a podcast sounds like, it could sound like you know one of the circles of hell <laughs> for yourself. But you came on and you did it, and I appreciate it. I hope you've enjoyed your time. I have one last question to ask. We kind of already touched on it in the beginning, but how do you, as the head of of talent acquisition, how do you incorporate the mission into your department?
2: Well, Marisol, that's a great question. I, I truly believe that the mission that we drive each and every day just becomes part of your dna and our dna you know we're we have generally daily calls and it just gets so embedded in our dna that we just naturally talk about mission things and we're we don't even know that it's mission related i can share a story if that's okay early on whenever i joined dialogue direct about eight months later is whenever the qualphone merger took place shortly after i heard the name qualphone It was probably about two months. And there was a challenging situation with one of our agents in one of our Michigan sites. And this specific person had fallen on hard times. And there was this huge snowstorm coming. And there was some talk about what was going on with this specific gentleman. And this also ties directly back to us as a company walking the walk and not just talking the talk. And I, it was then only two months after I heard the phone name and that there was gonna be a merger that was gonna happen. I, I heard about all the wonderful things that happened for this gentleman who had fallen on a hard time sleeping in his car. And I don't know all of the details about what happened, but I knew that we were able to help secure a roof over his head. So going from you know, hearing this story about this gentleman who had fallen on hard times living out of his car, us as an organization being concerned about his well-being, and just to see the mission team work with the operational team and solution, and for this gentleman not to be in the cold, who had just, you know, had some bad luck, that was inspiring to me. And that's just one of many, many stories that I could share about me being you know, a vice president at a company and seeing our mission in action. So that's kind of my story that I wanted to share today.
0: So, you know, obviously the the name of this podcast is Mission QualPhone. We talk a lot about the mission. I am part of the mission department, and yet everyone in the company, uh, everyone in leadership is considered a mission leader and uh, I just wanted to compliment Brandon, uh, the, the times I've worked with him on the great mission leader that he is. And I think what what he and his group have been able to accomplish is, has been awesome, Brandon.
2: Thank you so much for that. So I truly believe that the people that we work with each and every day are part of the people office and the person office, and we're all mission leaders. But I work with some of the most talented talent acquisition professionals out there. I I would bump them up against any recruiter in any vertical, any day, any time. We truly are a cohesive team that while we have tough positions and jobs and large targets to meet, we do it collectively and we do it with passion. And um, certainly it's a collective effort. So I appreciate that.
1: Well, that's a wrap, Jeremy. Season two, first episode in the can.
2: Feels
0: good. That's a good feeling.
1: <laughs> I do. I I love to be ahead of schedule. I love it.
0: I did want to say, uh, just kind of wrapping up the interview with Brandon. You mentioned it at the beginning. We kind of heard this throughout the interview. Brandon's job is very challenging, and he and his team do a great job in carrying out what can be a, a very difficult assignment in this industry. And they, and they do a great job.
1: They do a great job and they do it with such a wonderful attitude. Yes. Positive attitude. I feel like if I'm ever in a grumpy mood, I should just jump on a TA call. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're, they're wonderful and I'm grateful for all of them and all the work that they do to help qual phone be the best. And thank you everyone for downloading and listening to an episode of the Mission Qualphone podcast. We truly do appreciate it. Please like share and subscribe. It truly does help with our stats. And if you have any suggestions, any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Just contact Jeremy or myself. We love to, to read your comments and your ideas about future
0: episodes. Thanks Marisol. And I'll look forward to seeing you again next time for episode 22
1: lucky number 22
0: thanks for listening to this episode of mission qualphone remember you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts please subscribe and we'll see you next time on mission qualphone